Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Tri-County Podcast. May today's sermon inspire and encourage the heart all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, this morning, guys, we're going to be on 1 Peter this morning. We're going to talk about the value of your light. We all have a light that God has deposited in us and a light that definitely uh, needs to shine. We're going to be on 1 Peter. Uh, we're just going to have a great time discussing about that light. So to give you a little intro here, so Peter himself, he's, he's writing to the Jews and uh, some Gentile uh, disciples who have been dispersed uh, throughout the Gentile nation. Um, he reminds them that like their forefathers in the faith, uh, they were sovereignly chosen to be the light to the Gentiles. Having come to Christ, they were to fulfill their divinely authorized and pre-planned kingdom mission. Um, kind of sounds like us here. We've all been chosen ahead of time, uh, but whether or not we chose to accept the calling uh, determining how our life is going to kind of play out here. Um, the disciples were being uh, persecuted and they fled their homes to the surrounding communities. And so if you look at the background, those guys went to Turkey, Asia, they went to a little bit of everywhere. They were just spread out everywhere uh, because of persecution. So basically, uh, they were di- displaced uh, from their home. And a lot of times when we undergo persecution or, or we're removed from a, a spot of being comfortable, or some place where we feel like, man, it, just, it feels great here, everything's in order, but now we're moved, we've been uh, upheaved, and uh, we're in an area where we're like, we're trying to get our footing. Uh, we don't want to do nothing else. We're, we're just so concerned about focusing on where we are, how things are going, how am I going to make this happen, how am I going to make ends meet, how am I going to secure uh, stable housing or whatever. We're focused on all that. <laughs> but but God here, he challenges them over in First Peter that, look, yeah, you're in a foreign land, but guess what? You still need to be the light to the people there. And over in First Peter, uh, chapter 1, I'm going to read here. Um, he just encouraged them. He still need to be a light to the people over there. And he also reminds them of the work. Uh, it's like because the Godhead is doing. We're talking about God, Jesus, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. He reminds them of the work that's, that has been done, the work that is continually uh, being done <clears throat> by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in uh, verse 1, uh, Peter writes, it says, Peter uh, an apostle of Jesus Christ. He says, to God's elect exiles scattered throughout the providence of Pontus, I mean Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. So Peter makes it clear here, you guys have been dispersed. You're scattered in all these different communities. The backdrop, the history is that, of course, once again, there was going through persecution. He says, you've been scattered. But Peter doesn't go on and say, oh, what was me? What was you guys? Sorry this is happening. You know, this is rough times. Like, no, hey, look, hey, hey, there's some great things that are still happening here. Some great things you've been put in some great cities, some great communities. And while you're there, your light needs to shine. Um, here it says, even it says, and even though they were displaced, they were still required to let their light shine. God reminds us that our light in this world is important and needed, no matter where we are and no matter what's going on. 
Um, you have you have been chosen to be God's light to the confused, the lost, the frustrated, and the unconcerned. But to be God's light to his creation, we must understand what light is. And I want to break down a couple of things about what light is here. <clears throat> did, did a little looking up this so understand the light, and it says light is a electromagnetic radiation. It is a source of heat. It allows us to see clearly, and it provides warmth. And I thought that is so true. And it, it also speaks about how sunlight is better than the light in our house, although we use more light in our house to see than we use daylight. But it says natural sunlight is much better. It says one of the great things about sunlight is that sunlight boosts vitamin D, which is crucial, which I should say, which is a critical nutrient that helps to prevent bone loss. Never thought about that. Wow. It says also uh, sunlight helps to reduce the risk of heart disease. Uh, it helps to reduce weight gain, wars off personal depression, improves sleep, and it helps fight various cancers. Now, I've always known sun to cause skin cancer, but they say sunlight helps to fight various cancers. So when you look at sun, you look at all the things, all the benefits that the sun has toward our body. Uh, a lot of you guys here may be younger, but as you get older, more, those of us who are more older and mature, we know our doctor likes to uh, prescribe us vitamin D. <laughs> they say it's just a part of the medicine, like take some vitamin D. And I was like, why are you getting vitamin D? Ain't milk fine? They say, look, stay away from dairy. That's, you know, it's going to kill you. And it's like, God, I love cereal and I love milk. But they say, stay away from dairy. But they give you vitamin D. And of course, I did my research. Vitamin D, of course, helps strengthen the bones. Um, of course, you know, as you get older, we continue to get brittle bones. Uh, we see it a lot. And those who are much older than us, those who are seniors who have bad falls and they tend to break the hip or, or arm or something. So vitamin D is, is important. Um, it talks about help to reduce, re, uh, uh, reduce or helps reduce the risk of heart disease, uh, something that we get introduced to as we get older. Uh, you know, it's let, cut back on all those Big Macs, those burgers, all those foods that we love, and we find ourselves having to eat different. I mean, I found myself last couple of days eating more salads and more salads. I, uh, you know, I, I treat salad like, hey, eat ro romaine salad, or I'm going to eat a spring mix. I just find my ways to mix it up. We do berries and walnuts. We're going to do uh, tomato and some cucumbers. We're going we to make this work. You know, I tried bok choy salad. Now I'm looking for, though, they call it the dinosaur uh uh, kale with the bumps in it. I'm like, you know, I got, I got to mix this up. You know, you think you just can continue to eat salad, but I'm like, I need a variety. Uh, but salad is very helpful as you get older for our data, and it's, uh, it's necessary. It's need. Um, but we need to understand the value of light, and we need to appreciate light. We love the sun. We love that it's been cold so long. We like to go outside, and we love to soak up the sun rays. We're like, oh, that feels so good. Even when it gets extremely hot, during the summer of August, and you've got that AC pumping so cold, you eventually tend to step outside, even if it's in your garage, just to get what? A little sun, because the body's just a little cold. Light is so important. Light helps us to see clearly, but light also provides warmth. You know, you think about those who are confused in our world. You think about those who are lost in our world. You think about those who are frustrated. And you think about those who are just like, they're just in, unconcerned about anything, whatever, they're living life for whatever it's worth. But God says that you and I are the light to the people in this world. That's what God points out. And God says, we are the light that's going to help them to see clearly. We are the light that's going to provide the warmth that they're looking for in this cold world. 
it is cold and dark. Turn me over to Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter five, and we're gonna read it. It's something that we read before, but we're gonna read it again, and uh, just how God talks about the importance of the light and what the light is meant to do and what the light should be doing. Matthew chapter five, <clears throat> verse fourteen. And God, He said, Jesus says, "This you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way." Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Wow. What should your light be doing every day? Your light should be like the city on the hill. Everybody should see it and want to gravitate to you. Man, he says your light should be like a light on a nightstand so people would know where to find you so that they can gravitate to you. What is your light doing? How does your light shine in your neighborhood? How does your light shine in your community? How does your light shine on your job? How does your light shine when you interact with the confused, the frustrated, the lost, the unconcerned? How does your light shine? As God's light, we are meant to radiate and be seen. That's who we are. As God's light, in this world, we are meant to radiate and be seen. Seen as God's hope for mankind. And I'm going to tell you, and that hope does not look like this. This is not God's hope. God's hope does not look like white supremacy. That's not God's hope. Because that organization is only focused on what? Everything that's white for the white generation, everything that meant for them. That's all they're focused on. One race. Guess what? God's hope, guess what, is not meant to shine through Black Lives Matter because they're just the opposite. They've gotten radical in the other direction. And God said, nope, my hope, my hope does not come through white supremacy. My hope does not come through Black Lives Matter. God says, my hope does not come through the KKK. It don't. God says, no, it doesn't come through that. He says, my hope does not come through the NAACP. It doesn't come through that. He says, my hope doesn't come through the Nazi skinheads, nor does it come through the Black Panthers. But God's hope and light to the world are the disciples of Christ. That's what God's hope comes through. It comes through the disciples of Christ. That's what God's hope shines through. Those who say Jesus is Lord and those who have a heart like God has. And God's heart is for what? Everything that he has created, whether they choose to say Jesus will be Lord of their life or not, but God said that light needs to shine, giving them every opportunity to draw closer to me. Do you value your light? How will you use that light? Will you allow your light to be seen or will you cover your light up? As children of the light, we are called and authorized through the Great Commission to bring light to the confused, to the lost, to the frustrated, and to the unconcerned. Man, that's what we are as children of God. We have been authorized by the Great Commission to do so much. 
And it all starts with my light needs to shine. They need to see my great deed. They need to see the works that I'm doing on behalf of the Father. They need to see the work that I'm doing that Jesus has commissioned me to do. They need to see this great work that's working. They need to see this light. Definitely need to see it. Turn me to Romans 10, chapter 12, uh, and we'll go through verse 15. So, so we're looking at that, man, some disciples were, were persecuted. They were displaced uh, from their home. They had to go to another city. And we know once we're displaced, that, that really does something to you. You know, can you imagine just being uprooted from your home right now? You know, you're having to go somewhere. You know, I, look, look, look I, I heard George say earlier when Richard told me, you had to come to Jackson. Like, well, hold on, I'm, I'm a little older guy here. You know, <laughs> that, that's going to be kind of a struggle there, moving up and uprooted. You know, got to find work. But I agree with him. I'm like, you know, if I go, what am I going to do? You know? Look at it this way. If all the older gentlemen on this on this uh, <coughs> Zoom right now, if all of us uprooted, and you have all the young fellas on here uprooted, and we all rooted to the same place, I'm telling you, young men might have a better chance of getting work than we will, because they gonna, the people are going to look at, that's some strong labor. Yeah, we understand you older gentlemen got some wisdom, but we got some strong young labor, and they're willing to learn, you know, so it's, it, it's a big difference. It's a big challenge, uh, you know, but but even if that happened, God said, that, okay, you're going to have some struggles. I still need for your light to shine. You still need to be the light on the hill in whatever city, whatever community, whatever place I put you in. You still need to be that light. And over in Romans um, chapter 12, I'm in charge of chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, uh, picking up verse 12, it says, it says, well, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. How can the confused get to the point of being unconfused unless your light is shining? They need to hear from you. Man, how can the lost no longer be lost if they can't find your light? If your light is not shining, if you're not sticking out on the hill, how can the frustrated Become unfrustrated if your light is not shining. Man, and the unconcerned, and we know what people are like, they be like, whatever, whatever, whatever. How can you get them from that point to being concerned about something more than themselves if your light is not shining? When your light is shining, it should be beautiful to others. He says, how beautiful is the feet of those who bring good news? When our light is shining, our light brings good news to those who are in need, those who are hurting, those who are hungry, those who are tired of the woes, the pains, the aches that this world brings in our generation in this time. They want better. The confused can't see that we're living in a world that is sin. Very simple. And so the confused begin to blame other people for why Things are happening. The lost, they don't know no better. They start exploring all kinds of things. Relationships outside of what God says is normal. 
They start going on those routes. They start exploring. They start believing all kinds of stuff. And then they start challenging God's word. They start trying to challenge the, the, I should say, the legitimacy of God's word. They do that to see if you have an answer. The frustrated are those who are in God's kingdom, and they're kind of mad and saying, where is the church? Why is the church not doing something? What's going on? And God reminds me, you are the church. God said, I don't know if you remember that, but God said, you are the church. You are my people. You are my mouthpiece. You are the light that is meant to be heard and meant to be seen in the world. And the unconcerned just doesn't care whether they don't care who gets hurt. They don't care who gets harmed. They don't care, but nothing for themselves. And every man or every woman for themselves. Man, they need to hear the word of God. Will you be God's light to this world? That's a question that's just every day. Will I be God's light to this world? Will I shine so that somebody's life may change today? Man, will I shine so that somebody may have a smile today, may feel encouraged, feel uplifted? May I make time for God to know how to use the Bible, the tools and his words that allow me to be able to impact somebody's life in a positive way. That would draw them just a little closer to him. When I put some practicals into play in my life going forward, when your light is not on full display, people are literally left without a choice. Do you know that? When your light is not on full display, people around us are literally left without a choice. This world has a sin problem, and our enemy, the devil, seeks to capitalize on it every day. He will continue to take advantage where the light doesn't shine. You must see the value in you that God sees in you. I'll say that again. You must see the value in you that God sees in you. You must see the value of the light in you that God sees in you. You must believe and let your light radiate in every space that you occupy, every room that you enter, in every corner of the world that you visit. Man, let that light shine. Let it shine. You are meant to be a light on the hill for everyone to see. You're meant to be a light on the hill for everyone to see so that people may be drawn to you. And when people see and feel your light, it will begin to heal them with the warmth that is that it brings and give them a clear view of who and what God is. Are you going to be God's light? Are people going to see you shine? Are you going to impact people everywhere? Are you going to change lives? Will you allow yourself to be used by God to change the world, to save some, if not all? Value the light that is in you. Be sure to shine it brightly every day. And remember, it has healing power for the soul and every soul you come in contact with. I think it's so important, guys, as we just look at how important it is to be the light in the world. That our light has healing power for our soul every day, as well as for the other souls that we come in contact with. Let's shine in the dark places. 
Let's shine on top of the hill. Let's not let a little bit of what's going on in the world throw us off track, get us unfocused. But instead, let's be like disciples. Let's not get caught up in all the many organizations that have came long before we were born, and they'll still be coming long after we're gone. But the greatest organization to ever exist is the one that God has established, and those are disciples of Christ. It was here long before we got here, and it'll still be going on after we're gone. And believe it or not, when we get to heaven, guess who's going to be in heaven? Disciples. Disciples of Christ, children of God. Guys, let your light shine on the hill. And every place that you go, every place that you occupy, every room that you enter, and every corner of the earth that you visit. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We hope that the message has blessed you tremendously. Please join us for our next episode as we continue to strive to honor God with our lives.